0: I'm Gabs and I'm Liz and, and welcome, welcome to, to their, their tropes, tropes battle for, for dominance, dominance.
1: Yay, yay episode 55 so yes. uh <laughs> there's only been like two days since we last recorded
0: uh-huh. um
1: because you know with me starting a full-time job and full-time school and Liz also has a full-time job like our schedules don't um really line up in the week anymore so we are trying to switch over to weekend recording but then last weekend i was too busy to record so finally Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're on our weekend schedule and then um it's it's a lot better um i've had three mental breakdowns so far about school and work I have a lot of work to do tomorrow. It's currently Sunday that we're recording this and so. mm-hmm. I believe um, in you. Yeah. But uh good news is, you know, I stayed I didn't sleep last night. I slept for um from six AM to twelve PM today because at five A.M. Scandal, my favorite band, held a free studio live on YouTube for everyone who purchased a physical copy of the album um yeah. so that was really nice it's just in this short hour-long thing they played like five songs and had like 30 minutes of mc um of course I, it, nobody was translating it because it was like 5 a.m and everyone was too tired to translate it so we all just sat there listening to, like them speak japanese and we're all like pretending <laughs> we be like yeah
0: we get it we I, understand i'm sure the
1: translated mc notes will be up at some point today by all the fans so i'll read them later but it was really nice um getting to share that with like the scandal discord and stuff everyone is so nice in there I love them all so it's really pleasant um getting to share that with them other than that I don't think there's really been much for me I have I have a long kind of a long one today so I'm going to try and keep my knit stuff short and sweet
0: Liz uh what about you? Um this weekend I re my hair and then Ooh. I started watching this Netflix reality show called Cheer. Uh-huh. And um for those of you who don't know, this may come as a surprise, but I was a cheerleader from the time I was in mm-hmm. third grade to a sophomore in high school. So, um and it wasn't just like sideline cheer, we did competitions. I was never on like an all-star team or anything, mm-hmm. just more like local. But I did do competitive cheer and it was like such a huge part of my childhood and something I loved so close. S- like so close and dearly and like literally like spent like all my time watching cheerleading videos Mm. and like all of this stuff and so i I also want you guys to
1: remember liz was a scene kid during. (laughs) (laughs) i
0: I was a cheerleader with like i was really lucky because my coaches would let me have like have like a dip dye (laughs) (laughs) you'd you'd see like and around competition season i would do the dip dye in green because those were our colors i'd Mm. have like a little green bun on the top of my head it was pretty funny but um you know i was a scene kid during this time when i was in high school doing it but um but so i saw everyone on like tiktok i started getting a bunch of like competitive like cheer TikToks. i was like oh Mm -hmm. this is so weird like seeing like a flood of this again, because, like, I just haven't seen, like, much of it in a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's, like, I saw everyone talking about this Netflix show, Cheer, and I was like, you know what, like, I'm gonna give it a watch. And, like, I was so into it. It was, it's, like, I have, like, literally there's two seasons, and I only have two episodes left. You are valid, um, but that's literally all I've been watching. It's been making me miss like my cheer cheering. Um, I found some of my old cheer competition videos on YouTube, Aww. and they make me so happy. I am so sorry that I will not be giving them to anyone because I will dox myself if I send them to you. So <laughs> no one else gets no one no one out of my friends uh, other than my friends get to see them. When next but, time um, you come up, you should show me. I'd love oh, to see that. I will show you. It's um it's a great time, and I remember like I did. cheer with my friend Madison this entire time mm-hmm. and so I remember in like high school there was this like kind of like all-star gym like I think like an hour from us, and like we were really obsessed with them, and like my friend Madison was really obsessed with like the members of the team. Oh my and, god! And like it's it's like so weird because like people who weren't in cheer like don't get that where it's like there are these like all star teams and they're famous and they're these oh. famous gyms and like you become obsessed with like the people Kinda on like them. Dance Moms. They're they're like celebrities
1: within like, like the cheer world. Like like how the Dance mom kids like are known by everyone who does dance. Kind of, yeah, right?
0: yeah, like that. Um. And like, so, like, I remember one day we're in school and like, she's Snapchatting one of the members and sh- she goes, Liz, he Snapchatted me back. Get out your phone so you can take a oh photo. Oh my of God. The Snapchat. <laughs> it was, um, it was everything. It was such a huge part of my life. Um, if you see me ever perform with my idol group, you can definitely tell I did cheerleading yes. from that. <laughs> All of, like her. It's not like you're
1: static, but you're very like rhythmic you know like other people like people like are like more flowy but you're like very in rhythm does that make yeah. sense
0: and um, i guess and it's, then like it's this... not like a bad thing it's, it's then if just... you if you see my facial expressions yes. when i perform those are like very influenced by my days during cheerleading liz is just Cause... like
1: standing there like smile copy pasted on her
0: face <laughs> the entire time because literally it's like Give the stupid, like, literally, we had a whole day where we th- where we would, like, spend the time, like, practicing them. And it's, like, literally give the stupidest, most huge facial expressions ever. Your smile is not going to look pretty, but everyone's going to be able to see <laughs> it. And that's what's important. Give a little head pop, a little just oomph. And so, yeah. Uh, a little, yeah. A little it up oomph. Yeah, basically, like shut up. I mean, like you you can tell me that a cheerleading performance is is gonna look like, like if everyone has like dead faces, it's gonna look better than a group where everyone has like the biggest stupidest smiles on their face. Like obviously, the team with like the energy and everything's gonna look better because I mean that's like a huge part of cheer where it's like you're supposed to be like spreading, um, like positivity, energy, mm-hmm. um, pep essentially to your team and yeah that's been my weekend reliving those days i found my old cheer jacket and uh, it's a time i miss it a lot like a lot a lot but um sadly when you grow up you can't like cheer
1: anymore (laughs) i'm sure they have like some adult competitive cheerleading um only
0: if you're like top level all-star i am nowhere near that yep yeah, that start your own. Uh, that's, start, a, start a club. God no, no. That's like one thing they actually talk about in the show where they're like, because it's about col- um like college level cheer mm-hmm. and like competitive cheer in college. Is and it a literally- reality
1: show or? Yeah, it's a oh, reality okay. show. So like these and, are real people.
0: Yeah. Okay. And um and they talk about it where they're like, this is like the end of cheerleading because literally afterwards, like, there's really nowhere else you can go unless you continue doing an all star team most like it's like you kind of like end your career here. Like most other sports you can go on to a professional level. Mm-hmm. There's like no professional level for cheerleading unless you want to do like like the someone might be like, Oh, well like football teams have cheerleaders and it's like it's not the same That's as competitive, competitive cheer. Right. It's like That's more like w- dancing when he- when you look at like what competitive cheerleaders do, it's like really, really fucking insane. Competitive and I, cheer is almost like team gymnastics. It's it's like one of the most dangerous sports anyone can do. Yeah, because like you can, because like you're literally throwing girls up in the air. Like in the in season one, like literally like five or six people got taken out mm-hmm. in like the season. Because like um like concus- multiple people got concussions. Right. Um like you can fall and like break your neck. Like that's that's how like serious yes. this stuff is, so um, but to think we all love it, even though it could possibly i mean you're i used to be in love with both
1: lacrosse and horseback riding, and those are also two very dangerous, sports. yes, so trust me, I really, and I was the goalie in lacrosse, right, yeah, <laughs> so I understand
0: <laughs> I think it's the difference the difference that I'm jealous about with lacrosse is like you guys at least got like padding we you don't have padding in to shoes. Be fair. It's like your body padding
1: did not make a difference and girls lacrosse only the goalie gets padding it does that does not i can does not make a difference i had um two girls who are gonna play for like u.s olympics um mm-hmm. in the near future like the olympic lacrosse team on my team that i grew up with i started playing mm-hmm. with them and padding does not make a difference when the twins are launching 12 pound balls at 40 miles per hour at your face <laughs> like
0: that's very fair <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it almost just feels the same without it <laughs> that's the reason yeah, no. that most um higher level goalies in lacrosse like actually wear less padding because it, at that point it just slows you down and like it you, you it doesn't make a difference like i wore bare minimum i didn't wear pants i did wear shin guards i just wore chest plate and um gloves and helmet so it got to a point where it's just like there's no point.
0: In the yeah. But um, yeah, no, cheers like crazy. You can like be falling from like Ten feet in the air, oh God, and like no one catches me. you onto the floor. Like that's, it's like it's it's really it's really it's really bad. Where um, like, like I, I hyperventilate when I fall a foot onto the floor. I can't yeah. even imagine. <laughs> and um, but yeah, when I did cheer, I was a base. I was not the flyer. I was the one like throwing people up in the air, and I was one oh, of so the. main you're the base. one who killed people. Got it. Um, I was the one who like people could fall on my neck too. <laughs> uh, so it's like there is no
1: winning. there, Got there it.
0: is no safety um and like um i was one of the main bases for my team so little humble brag little humble does brag. that just mean you were like one of the strong ones or um yeah you're one of the strong ones and you know like when people do like pyramids uh-huh where there's like sometimes there's like people on the side just standing normally and then there's like the other people like actually like throwing shit and like the hard shit yeah. i was doing throwing the harder shit and kind of stuff oh okay because you're, um, you're good
1: you're good because i'm sport.
0: like got it good. <laughs> I really wasn't that good. That was like the only thing I was kind of good at. Okay. So now that we spent yes. five
1: minutes rehashing your cheer career, do we yes. want to get into the episode? Yes, we can. Um, okay. So I got to pick this week. I chose bystander Um uh, No special mm-hmm. reason. I was just looking through... The genres on in tropes and stuff, and I was like, this looks interesting. So, bystander fic is usually tagged POV outsider. Um, so it's fanfic that's told from POV of a third party to some situation, whether it be canon or fanon. Um, usually, it has to do with like ship interactions. So having this external POV is usually used to showcase how unusual the main characters' lives are when compared to the life of an average bystander. Um, mm-hmm. I think you often see this also in, like, anime, for instance. You see, like, everyone's just, like, brown, black, blonde hair, occasionally blonde hair. Like, brown and black hair is sitting and then you have the fucking pink hair, it's spiky, like, protagonist in the corner by the window in the high school classroom right and like that really showcases by using the bystanders to be like this guy is special and important Mm
0: -hmm. so uh
1: and then but using the bystander pov this like can explore like this is it's almost like putting, like, you into the universe of being like, I don't mm-hmm. understand, like, I don't know all the details, I don't know the person's inner mind working, so this is how you would process that information if you're not the main character, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically just, it's almost like a self, reads like a self-insert, because, like, you get to see it as though you're in that universe. Um, usually, these are OCs, not always, but usually, they serve as narrators and, like, are a very passive lens, so, um, They kind of just go with the flow of the story. They don't manipulate or influence the story in any way because, like we said, they are bystanders. They have no impact on it. Um, yeah. So, was I? Where was I? I Was I got lost in my notes? But yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's basically it. Um, usually this is used to observe like ship interactions. I would say most often in fic, just to like highlight how in love the characters are and like. People and it's like usually people putting their own interpretations of actions like on these characters. So like if in canon character A and B hold each other and like look each other's eyes but don't kiss, maybe I have an OC insert and this is my bystander POV where um, the OC is like, "Wow, you can just see the love in his eyes as he looks down at her face, you know," and like describing it like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I um, chose. I was- i was gonna say wait can i like say like something relating to this yeah like it kind of it kind of gives me vibe it, i don't know why but it kind of just like reminded me rents reminds me of a bit of the anime the melancholy of haruhi suzumiya which mm-hmm. follows the main character of kyon who would like who's like a very normal he's fucking very person very passive and hard he's in like he's like he would be considered like essentially like the bystander like kind of gets pulled along with everything yeah. or like would be just like any other random character in an anime and that's what i like because he gets pulled into like this kind of like fantastical journey with someone who's like basically god time travelers aliens espers <laughs> like all of this craziness but he's just like a normal ass just dude. along for the ride he's You could honestly like... say the same about like um haruhi Fujioka
1: and oran yeah she is very much like just she's there and the the host club is like all right come with us and she's like all right i guess <laughs> though,
0: though then within like both animes both characters kind of develop themselves and become more of an take more of an active mm-hmm. role yes within their own relative stories within different ways i agree where like for kyon one of his like biggest things is like um the endless eight with Hari susumiya where it's like eight episodes of the same fucking plot line like groundhog's day we were talking about this a bit and like that's really where he takes like an active active role because he's the one who has to like fix it Mm. (laughs) Um, but yeah no it's 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 really really um i i I actually really enjoy like shows where they take the like someone who would be considered more of like a bystander kind of more passive nor quote-unquote normal character who would in any other situation, be the backgrounds and put them kind of in the limelight. Yes. I don't know. I like that. Um,
1: No, I I definitely agree. Because like I said, it feels like a more intimate tale. Like you are more involved because you were pulled into it through this character. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I actually chose a Yuri and Ice fic that was linked on the uh, fan lore page for Bansender fic. Um, It's called Icebreaker by Cesar, Cesare, C E S A R E. It's rated general for general like all audiences. I actually thought this thing is so cute. I read the entire thing. Um it's just a short little one shot like 6000 words or so. I did have to cut out a bunch of it because I wanted to include some of what I thought was like the best part of the fic. Um so I also I have like some time skips in that I put in here just cause I cut out like a bunch of the writing so we could get through the stuff I wanted to get through. So some quick backstory, this is told through the uh, POV of Marianne or Marianne. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I'm going Mary and, um, and she also goes by Mari. And uh, this is post Yuri on Ice. So Victor and Yuri are married. They're retired. Mm-hmm. And Yuri's at like some university. So they start a study group because Yuri takes really good notes and everyone has a crush on Yuri basically, but they all know he's married. So that's kind of the background for this. And um, yeah, so I'll read for uh, Mary and Victor, and then I'm going to have you read for Yuri and anybody else who speaks. Sounds good. Okay. You're married, right? She asks Yuri. It's a little out of the blue, but she feels for hard eyes over there, and she wants to pull the pin on this grenade before it gets any more destructive. Yuri looks up, startled. Yes? I thought so, but I wasn't sure, because your ring's on the right hand. Do you wear it on the right in Japan? Uh, No, it's the left side in Japan also, says Yuri. But my husband is Russian, and they, um... He waves his hand, the ring catching the light. There, it's on the right. Hard Eyes now has a tragic pal on his face, but really, better to know, he'll recover. At study group that evening, it's obvious that word got around. There's a wistful quality to the usual avid attention Yuri gets, but people don't stop coming. By the following week, study group is now doubling as the Yuri Kotsky Hopeless Crush Support Group. And then I took (laughs) out a chunk here, so a little time skip. Over the months, Marianne has made a few unconscious assumptions about Yuri's husband based on the very little information she's picked up. He's Russian. He seems to text Yuri a lot. Most of those notifications seem to be from him. He's bigger than Yuri, based on the time Yuri put on a hoodie and then fretted that it looked sloppy, because he would grabbed the wrong one and his husband's was too big on him. Once, when texting, Yuri
0: asked her, What's the word for, it's not balding, but the hair goes back? Receding hairline? Yes! Yuri tapped out a text with a stifled
1: laugh and added, My husband is vain about his hair. And one evening, after study group, when they both stayed to work on their term papers, Yuri tore a number off a flyer for a local polar bear club and confided that he and his husband moved here for Yuri's grad school, and he worried that his husband hadn't made any local friends. It's hard for him, Yuri said quietly. Marianne privately thought that if her sweet, cute, doe-eyed husband attracted hordes of smitten twenty-somethings without even trying, she'd probably have trouble making friends too. So without ever realizing it, Marianne sort of put together a mental picture of Yuri's husband as a big, balding, antisocial guy, (laughs) not really in the same league as Yuri, and struggling to hang on to him among the tides of admirers, searching for Yuri's attention.
0: Oh, is she in for a fucking (laughs)
1: surprise? So then we're skipping um, a little bit more. The study group is meeting in the library, and uh, they're just waiting for everyone to come meet them at the library. Mm Mm-hmm. Marianne is facing the door and keeping an eye out for the others to come back, so she's the first to see the new arrival. She didn't realize she had any opinions about what Russian men look like, but the moment Marianne sees a tall, fair man with light hair come through the doors, something about his bone structure and chiseled features just makes her think Russian. And then, this has to be Yuri's husband. And, wow, her previous assumptions crumble with a resounding, holy fuck. This guy is in Yuri's league, and he is batting a thousand in that league. He's slim with broad shoulders, nicely dressed in crisp slacks, and a sweater that shows off a classic V-shaped swimmer's build, and he moves with the same perfect posture and grace that Yuri has. His hair falls over half his face in a style that should look ridiculous, but he's pulling it off and then some. Must be Yuri's husband scans the library and spots them, brightening. Catching Marianne's eye, he holds a finger to his lips, circling to come up behind Yuri. It is, somehow, completely adorable, especially when he sings out, um, oh, I'm reading for Victor. Yuri! And Yuri jumps a foot and lights up with a huge smile. Victor! He says. It sounds like he's trying for a scolding tone, but ends up happy and breathless despite himself.
0: I thought you had another hour. Yurochka tried for the axle
1: again the second my back was turned and banged up his hip. I told him to go home and think about what he's done, says Yuri's husband. Though, more likely, he's eating everything in sight, whether it's food or not, and shouting at other people playing video games a thousand miles away. Me too, babe. Me too.
0: (laughs) Yuri and shakes his head and turns a cheerful face back to them. At least that means you can meet some of my classmates. This is Darren, Lark, Camila. She brought the cookies, Nate and Miriam says Yuri, going around the table. My husband, Victor. They all say their hellos and nice-to-meet-yous in a tangle of
1: pleasantries lark tells yuri seriously damn go Yuri! congratulations on your husband <laughs> thank you says yuri coloring up
0: prettily while his husband laughs and congratulations to your husband we wondered who'd managed to snag a babe like yuri thanks it wasn't easy says
1: yuri's husband as yuri tries to <laughs> hush him what it's nice when people recognize my greatest achievement <laughs> Camilla is kind of squinting <gasps> at Victor. This is so
0: cute, right?
1: Right. This whole thing is so cute. Marianne has a feeling they all want to, if only to try to figure out if that's a real hair color or not. Marianne isn't even totally sure that's real hair. It's glossy as a shampoo commercial, and under the buttery lights of the library, it's impossible to tell whether it's a very pale ash blonde or actually silver.
0: Sorry, I don't mean to stare. It just—you look like you look just like the guy from that cologne commercial a while back. Camilla says. Where the guy ice skates on a glacier? That one! I got, a, I got a bottle of that for my boyfriend. And, like, the guy had the same hair and everything! Do you hear that, Yuri? Yuri's husband pulls out the empty chair beside him and sits.
1: I look just like him! What an amazing coincidence! His slight smirk and Yuri's frozen, caught-out expression make it obvious to all of them, even before Camilla says...
0: Oh my god! You are that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> Picture answers. <laughs> That's so fucking encouraging. I know this whole thing
1: <laughs> is so cute. As if it's exciting news he just heard for the first time. You're a model? Asked Lark, who is fashion-forward and gorgeous with perpetually perfect makeup, and practically has networking opportunity flashing visibly behind her eyes. Mmm. Not really, says Victor, but that one I had to do, it's my cologne. Like you made it? Camilla asks, confused. Lark scoffs. No, no, Elizabeth Arden makes it, Victor says serenely. They
0: licensed my name for it. Oh god, of course, says Camilla. It's called Victor. I don't know, I didn't know it was named after anyone.
1: Lark is now very obviously kicking Camilla's foot under the table. Um, sorry, sorry, I guess that's, uh, rude. Victor shrugs. Did you like it when you got it for your boyfriend? Yeah, it's really nice. Then you're forgiven. Victor gives her a sunny smile. Yuri's poor, lovely face now perfectly portrays the sentiment, can you not? You can also have a cookie if it'll help, says Camilla, regaining her aplomb. Thank you. Victor takes one and munches it happily. So good! Good! He seems completely (laughs) oblivious to the awkwardness paralyzing the rest of them, namely that Yuri's husband is evidently famous enough that he has a cologne named after him, and yet none of them know who he is. Marianne's best guess is Russian pop star. Russia has pop stars, right? They had Tattoo. I really like this, too, because like, you know, when you're watching, for example, like a sports anime, like the sport seems like the biggest like most hype, famous thing in the world, right? But but, like Yuri and Ice, everyone's like, oh my god, this is crazy, but in reality, like, nobody knows, like, figure skaters unless you do figure skating or you Yeah like like the cousin does figure skating. Yeah, there's very few people who like know figure skaters who don't also figure skate. Um and that's just how it is for sports that like also like how
0: how we were talking about with like when I was talking about the cheerleading earlier, how it was like everyone knows like these super popular people from these big gyms. Right. But like no one outside of cheerleading actually like gives a fuck about that. Exactly. (laughs) So it makes sense that these and I really like these
1: characters aren't just like, oh my God, you guys are famous. It's just like Wait, you're famous. Who
0: are you? <laughs> well, like, they're trying,
1: like, they know you're, like, vaguely famous, but they're trying to figure out how. Yeah. Darren chokes and starts coughing. Marianne realizes that he's been sort of huddling behind Nate to conduct a frantic search on his phone. He must have hit paydirt. Yuri's husband is possibly not as oblivious as he seems because he grins and asks, Have you never looked up Yuri? There's a porn
0: actress with the same
1: name who went into politics? Says Nate.
0: So she's the most she's most of the results and some stuff about figure skating?
1: Darren socks him one under the table. Some stuff about figure skating, Victor says ruefully to Yuri. <laughs> it's fine, Yuri hisses. You did figure skating? Marianne asks Yuri's husband. He slides his arm around Yuri's shoulder. Yuri won gold at the World Figure Skating Championships twice, the Grand Prix three times, and silver at the Pyeongchang... Pyeong, is it how do you say that? I was, uh, Pyeongchang? 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 I think it's Pyeongchang. Okay, I'm gonna go with Pyeongchang. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. At the Pyeongchang Olympics, Yuri takes off his glasses and rubs his eyes at the resulting onslaught
0: of, Oh my god, and that's so cool. Why not tell more people that? Lark asks. That would be the first thing out of my mouth every time I met somebody. Hi, I'm Lark Wu. You might know me from the motherfucking Olympics. <laughs>
1: You would think it might come up at some point, Victor agrees. You would think that the five-time
0: world champion might mention that, says Yuri pointedly. To the table at large, he adds, Victor took first in every figure skating competition he was in for five years straight. He won gold at the Olympics twice. Damn, no wonder someone had named the cologne
1: after him. Of course I have to talk about you first, says Victor. You and your standing world record free skate score as your coach. Is that... Vitya Vitya I think it's just Vitya Vitya Something like that. I we, yeah, it, it, we're showing I, how long it's been since we watched this show. Are you
0: fucking Yeah, it's been
1: <laughs> since high school, okay? Yuri interrupts him. Without his glasses, his doe eyes are even more irresistible. No one is surprised when his husband raises his hands in surrender and shuts up. "Sorry,
0: we didn't know," says Nate. "I guess uh none of us are all of that into sports." "It's Oh, that's you so. It's really fine," Yuri says. Yes,
1: not surprising, Victor flicks his hair back. The media here never pays attention to figure skating unless Americans win, and sometimes not even then. Yeah, but... Darren has his phone up now and turns it to show them all. It's a montage of Yuri on skates, doing several dizzying jumps in a sparkling outfit, then a clip of him skating towards a waiting Victor, who tackles him with a kiss before he can even step off the ice. Darren's phone has excellent speakers, the delighted screams of the enormous crowd come through clearly. It seems like you guys are pretty famous. Yuri covers his face again while Victor squeezes his shoulders and says with pleased nostalgia, Ah, our first kiss. That was your first kiss? In an arena? Lark is bouncing because she adores all things extra. Look up Yuri and Ice Kiss on YouTube, says Victor. If you see the whole performance, (laughs) you'll understand why I had to kiss him right then. Stop. Yuri moans behind his hands. Victor gives him another squeeze. All right, I didn't come to embarrass my husband. That's just a bonus. Oof, he says as Yuri elbows him. I thought since you've all been working so hard, we should take everyone out to dinner. Half the group is out to dinner now. We're just waiting on them, Marianne tells him. We still have so much to go over, (sighs) says Yuri, dropping his hands to paw through printouts of his notes. We could order in, Victor offers. Victor, Yuri says, that fond exasperation showing again. This is a library?
0: Nate clears his throat. Actually, you can have food in the study rooms in the annex. You just have to sign out the key and clean up afterwards. I can sign for it. Pizza? Asks Victor, waking up his phone. Just then, the rest of the group returns,
1: and Cynthia gasps and squeals. Oh my gosh! Victor and Nikki (laughs) At that, Yuri apparently hits his limit, jumping up with a quick... Bathroom! And vanishing. (laughs) That's such a cute... Thing. Right. I care. There's, there's also um quite a, there's like several more pages that i had to cut out at the end just because like i said i wanted to get through like the main part of that which is everyone like realizing that they're famous i just thought
0: it was so cute that um, is really cute because like I, yeah if you weren't in the world you like wouldn't fucking realize i feel like this is like
1: the perfect example of like how this fic can like really enhance um like your understanding of a story right like it. Mm-hmm. It just feels very like more intimate. Like, it almost feels instead of like, you know, from their perspective, you're staring right at them. You're watching it play out in front of you as opposed to just on a screen. Does that make sense? I don't even know.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it feels like, I don't know. It, it, I, it's very slice of lifey, which yes. is like something I really enjoy. Like, yes. I love like slice of life kind of things. So, um, it gives me those vibes. I don't know, definitely. and it, it it takes place in a college, so I like, it. yeah, exactly. Uh, grad school to
1: be fair, but grad school
0: it's still a college, like yeah.
1: Um, but I I definitely I I didn't used to look for these, but I think I'm going to be looking for this these more.
0: is So cute, yes, I can't. Yeah, are you gonna oh keep my... reading them, Liz? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, especially now, like that was
1: really fucking good. All right. Sounds good. I guess we'll keep reading these then.
0: Um, so while you got like a really sweet and nice kind of like cute trope and you chose mm-hmm. a really cute thick, um my trope is not that. <laughs> um I... my pick is very cursed it is a crack pick so um, oh get ready for this this is gonna be a really fun time so... i'm excited um you guys obviously weren't there for
1: our setting up but um when i opened up liz's like as part of the setup and i saw like in big title
0: like big block letters like the trope she got i was like oh this will be fun <laughs> um so the trope is called woke up gay and so um this is like a trope where a supposedly straight character wakes up gay and this is um i i don't know why they said this is either literally or figuratively i don't know how you can be figuratively gay i guess like but... if,
1: if they don't like if they're not attracted to like if the, a guy is not attracted to other guys he's not Literally gay, but like maybe he does a gay act because he woke up gay. I don't you know. know.
0: And um, so this can like either. So this is with varying degrees of gayness. It can be happy. Varying degrees of gayness. <laughs> Just me throughout the day. I <laughs> I perform varying degrees of gayness throughout. That's the day. That's literally <laughs> me,
1: like me going from flirting with every girl I meet on Overwatch to like loving my boyfriend. Varying degrees
0: of gayness. Of gayness. Um, so it can be a happy gayness, like a stereotype, aka like fl- being like very flamboyant. Mm. Um, or it can just be a simple like change in sexual orientation, which it's like I've never read these before, but if like I Me read neither. them like I would if I ever like seriously read them, I just I probably would go for just like a simple change in sexual orientation because I think that'd be the most interesting. Um there's actually this plotline in Superman comics oh. where if Superman comes into contact with pink kryptonite he turns gay. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Fruity little man. It's it's like it's a legit thing that happens. Um I kind of love it. It's that is pretty funny one of the, like
1: the weirdest things I think you've ever told me about superheroes
0: oh yeah it's it's a fucking good one I it's it's great <laughs> um <laughs> so this this trope premise first appeared in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer um fandom mm-hmm. and it was in this fanfiction called Xander Woke Up Gay by Kate Bolin and like this was written around 2001 and it spread across the fandom and Now everyone from Toby Ziegler to Gollum is waking up gay. (laughs) Um, I'm not shocked that it came out of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer um fandom. That um, Um, fandom was especially unhinged
1: back in the day.
0: Especially unhinged, but also like, I'm I'm very um like shocked Mm -hmm. that um like I I guess like because like I don't know I feel like. I don't know. I thought, I thought maybe it'd be with... Because like, I'm assuming Xander's one of the guy characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm shocked it wasn't with one of the female characters. Because I feel like that was what was really popular within the Buffy fandom. Mm-hmm. Like the sapphic ships. Yes. So I'm kind of shocked that it came out of a MLM uh, I, like mean, I a do
1: you think the M L M characters
0: ship? were very popular. But also,
1: like we have to remember that early 2000s, which is when it says that this like first appears, yeah. is kind of the rise of like mainstream gay fanfic.
0: Like, you're fi- so right like
1: 80s 90s like
0: it, it was it underground it,
1: i wouldn't even say it was underground so much in the band but it wasn't like the focus whereas i would say for the past 20 years like it's been huge and slash m M/M, like fanfic has been the predominant thing yeah
0: it it's dominated fan fiction sites and i would say that really started fandom. in like the
1: late 90s and you also see a lot of it in manga like in mm-hmm. like uh 90s yaoi like really picks up you know so, yeah, I think that's kind of reflected across various forms of media.
0: So um, this is like a quote from I believe it's from the fan fiction um, or from probably like the I probably should have like looked more into it. I just like, copied good. it from the fanlore page. It's probably like probably a description or something. So it says, why wake up gay? Why Let's not? think back to 1998. Buffy the Vampire Slayer still had the gig in high school going to the library every day. Xander was happy, Xander was witty, and yes, in his own way, Xander was gay. And what better way than to wake up one morning gay? And so it began. It plays on the various definitions on the word gay. On people's concepts of people and their happiness. Were the characters already homosexual and just having a good day? Can a person just wake up gay one day? And if so, why the hell not? It's about being goofy and happy and gay in all of the varying ways. And how can you not? Yes, I like love it. the gays. I actually kind of like that idea where it's like, you know, like maybe they were already gay, but like this day they just woke up and kind of like, they were like, I'm going to be proud today. I'm gonna yeah, be proud. I, Yeah, like, or just like, kind of like, yeah, like realizing it and stuff like that. Um, there's also apparently this other spinoff called Woke Up Straight, which I'm, like, not a huge fan of, because I'm, like, I feel like, if anything, I don't know, I'm, like, why would I, like, want to read about, like, a gay character turning straight when I can just read about, like, the five billion other straight characters that already exist?
1: I think that's kind of, like, it's not, I wouldn't say, like straight washing a character I don't know if that would be a phrase Yeah like I I
0: don't think I want to go as far as being like they're taking away representation But like, at the same time blah, it, blah. It But it also is. it's like it kind of is where it's like there's 5 billion other like straight characters already where like this trope really arises out of like they are not there being a lack of queer characters within mm. media already so it's just like why um I mean I guess maybe it could be used like comically um, for like a one shot and in that in that case I guess if it's used it's like used, for like, comedy sake that's like I, that, I could get down with that but it like can, it
1: depends though too like if it's if it's used satirically but then it's made by a like straight cishet like person you know like it doesn't really come off satirically yeah. it comes off as like almost like like dark humor or, or like you know offensive comedy quote unquote only works when you punch up not down. Mm -hmm. so if like a straight person is taking a visibly sorry for all the snow plows you guys hear going by the straight person is taking a visibly known like canon queer character and making them straight for the purpose of quote-unquote comedy it's not funny because like that's probably like you know for all we know that's how you already view them in your mind
0: you know yeah to you
1: that is normal so it's like almost feels like they're normalizing them and that's such like a dirty word to use there yeah um I don't know if it, but, that makes sense, but.
0: Yeah, I, I think it does. It's just like for me, I'm like, that's the only way I could see like me actually like enjoying this trip. Cause like otherwise, it just seems like you saw like the why wake, like the wake up gay mm-hmm. and kind of just was like, like I want oh, to take that and make it myself. And like, Mine now. i don't know why like there's 20 billion straight characters there's like so little gay characters yeah. within media let's have... have something <laughs> go go write about your straight characters like y- you have so much to pick from like so much to pick from mm-hmm. like i can't even stress and enough, this really goes so for, much like, to fucking pick
1: from minority character right like don't turn a like southeast asian character like white or any other race like don't turn a black character asian you know like like give people the representation that they need like that they need to see reflected it's not even so much a want it's a need like we all need to see ourselves reflected (laughs) in the media we consume Mm -hmm. in order to like feel normal
0: yeah i agree it's i mean you've really seen like that need. i mean Especially from Encanto, like mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of like videos of like kids just being so excited to well, back like when like Black Panther first
1: came, came out, came and, out like all the kids like you know being so excited to see themselves represented in MCU. Um,
0: also with like Shang Chi, like another mm-hmm. one where a lot of Asian kids were really really excited to see themselves represented. It's just like don't take that away from people, and so that goes for like every like whether that's like race, religion, um, sexuality, gender identity, whatever it is, like. Let people have things. Let people have things! Thank you! (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And then there was this, this category that just says others, and it had this one trope. Called "Why You Should Never Eat Too Many Peppermint Toads Before Going to Bed" by Ariana Rockwood in 2005. It's a Harry Potter fic where James Potter wakes up and everyone else is gay, forcing him to re-examine his prejudices. And I just think it's really funny that they canon James Potter as homophobic. I, I like that. I honestly
1: love that. I just like I know. I love it. it's, 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 but again, this like would only work if like the author is not you know. Straight, if, if the author's straight and they're like this character, I've been is homophobic. Even if they're going through like a self, like if they're going through like a, a self discovery where they realize like, oh, like I shouldn't be homophobic. It's usually fine, but I hate, I hate the trope where it's like I'm homophobic because I'm gay. Oh yeah, that is the worst trope. Even when it's written by other queer authors, in my opinion, that is like the worst thing um i don't know how you where feel. it's like
0: i totally understand where it's like a lot of people who are gay go through a period of like self-hate and like yes homophobia as a result but it's, ri- but it's just it's like
1: usually like written out so
0: poorly poorly and, and like we've seen it so many like, times Is like the worst
1: offender of this with the mm-hmm. bully who is just gay and has a crush yeah. on her and instead like literally tries to kill him
0: like, yeah it is
1: awful it's such a bad bad stereotype and yeah you know I, oh, Liz and I have talked about this on our own so many times. Yeah,
0: we have. Um, speaking of Glee. Oh, <laughs> oh, did, <laughs> no way! That, that, I did not just make the perfect
1: transition for you. I hate yes. this. Yeah. I- no, right I didn't even because Liz <laughs> literally asked me she was like did you see what fic I chose because I told her I was excited about the trope and I was like no I'm gonna let it be a surprise Now I wish I hadn't
0: <laughs> um so when I was looking through the tag on AO3 I really didn't literally every single fic was for like fandoms like I didn't fucking know <laughs> and this was like the closest one I could find and I read through it and I thought it was like pretty fucking funny oh god um it, so it's it's called Lima Ohio Woke Up Gay by Cinder1013. And this fic is 100 percent a crack fic. Do not take it too seriously. Okay. Um so um I will read the description and then the note. So wait till I read the note. Um Who am I gonna be reading for? I don't know, because there's like eight there's, fucking characters in it. And and Do funny... we wanna just like switch off voice lines? Like, has, like yeah, every other because yeah because also you can't really tell who's it's hard to through it and that's yeah. what I also think makes it kind of funny oh
1: I agree that's what makes
0: this <laughs> shit so funny um so let me read the description and then let me read the note because when you just read the description it's like Yes. Okay, so just to um, clarify,
1: though, you, like, you'll read a line, and then I'll read a line. Yeah, we're, we're not there yet. Okay, give us but that's saying. what will happen, right? Yes,
0: yes. Okay. So, it seems like everyone in school is turning gay. Everyone Kurt touches, and Puck wants to get to the bottom of it. A uh, note, this is a woke-up gay fic of a sort. It's meant as crack. I do not think anyone who is gay has the gay or will infect it. anyone. Has the gay! <laughs> um, um Woke-up gay fics are a relic from when no main characters were ever gay, except, um, except for willow i guess but i used to love them you can find more on here and then they link to this i don't know the website but then they also link to the fan lore article oh, I for them. so um i kind of love it um it's it's really fucking wild i will say a note um there's like you know how like glee sometimes can like have some like low-key homophobic lines it's
1: not low-key at all it's yeah,
0: extremely homophobic it's like, yeah. Yeah, but um there's like one or two lines of that in here. Okay. I just want to give people a warning, but it's like in glee fashion doesn't make it good, doesn't make it right, but I it, just want to been, like But like
1: if you have consumed glee ever, glee,
0: you'll be like, "Oh, this makes sense." Yeah, you're here. like, "This is normal." Yeah. So the ships within the fic are Rachel Berry ex Quinn Fabray Kurt Hummel, ex Noah Puckerman, oh Sam God. Evans, ex Finn Hudson, as in our queen Santana and Brittany. Okay, at like least something is right. In best the, world. the best. Fucking, to be fair, they... Rachel and Quinn is
1: actually not the worst ship in my opinion. Oh no, it's like it works because they—it's like, they're like, it's like both, the rivals. Yes, but also in the, like they are both so such toxic characters. Mm-hmm. Even with the growth that Quinn goes through, I think they're like both such toxic characters that like it works.
0: Oh, it does work. I for some so the other day I saw I was on TikTok and I uh-huh. saw someone like I was on Glee TikTok again somehow and someone was just rating all of Quinn's like like her top three like solos and group songs uh-huh. top three trios um top three um like duets and like top solos uh-huh. and like my favorite duet of hers that was on there and I'm really upset that it wasn't number one for um like duos is hers with um Sam where they sing like. I'm lucky I'm in love with this. It is such a it's so good good because it's so good for their voice. It (laughs)
1: is. I Quinn had one of the best voices.
0: Oh, yeah, and I'm so – like, I don't think she got featured enough.
1: I agree. Like, after the pregnancy plot line, she kind of got shoved to the side a lot, and I hate that because I think she was a really interesting character that had room for even more growth, and a lot of the times they just, like, reverted her character growth.
0: Oh, yeah, where they're like, okay, now that she's, like – so it's like she gets pregnant, and then she starts to realize, like, oh, like what you it's know, like maybe being an outcast and stuff. I'm an outcast now. I'm not going to be like this bitchy top cheerleader anymore. And then like she has the child, and then she's back to who she was, like season one episode one basically yeah and you know what i and mean and you can argue but they, that they like, do that with like every single yes. Bleak character that <laughs> I, I will say that you can argue like at least
1: in her case like oh she's like you know 16 or whatever so it makes sense that she's just like gonna go back to being immature blah 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 you, like now she doesn't have to care for the kid because she gave up for adoption but my big issue was when she like fights rachel's like mom like who adopts mm-hmm. her kid like and she like tries to fight her to like see like get her kid back and stuff like that is just so against like what she like, everything that she's grown to be yeah and i i don't know maybe it's just because like i don't understand like motherhood and pregnancy feelings and stuff but i had a lot of beef with that anyway sorry sorry we should probably get into um we thing.
0: would we would we could talk about glee for we hours, almost started cause... a glee podcast that was um our, we, that was our, that was first, our second like, t- no there's our second idea the first one we yeah that was, was, was our Twilight. second and then we were like what about glee because we were like
1: oh no the twilight podcast community is really oversaturated so we shouldn't what about glee oh glee's worse <laughs> yeah um, there are like we... 20 billion glee podcasts
0: next time we hang out i'm wearing my glee concert t-shirt oh as I you found should it. as you should i fucking found it it's we great.
1: we like haven't finished our rewatch of glee though like we started like two years ago and we, we just haven't been watching it i mean i think it's like we're on like for good reason glee, I think. For good reason. Yeah, but it we was have fun.
0: Like, our drinking games? game. It's, it's fun. Oh <laughs> we my got God. drunk we sh- after every episode. Um, We should hang out this weekend and do that again. Yes, I'd love it. Okay, we'll talk more about
1: after. Yes. Yes,
0: come on. Okay, so I guess we could just get into the fic. Sure. I guess. So, you want to start? Puck! Rachel slapped him hard on the chest. Hey, what? Domestic foul, bitch!
1: <laughs> it's
0: so stupid. Stop, I hate it, but please. also, like...
1: I can picture this
0: happening in yeah, the choir room. 100 <laughs> And that's what's so bad about it. Stop looking at Kurt like that. Like what? I'm trying to figure out what Finn is doing with him. In fact, Finn was leading close so he could give Hummel an air kiss, one hovering over each cheek. Hummel smiled and sashayed his way down the hall off the class. <laughs> Rachel began to cry. I guess just just go for I'll a puck, keep again, for puck yeah. yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Puck ass walking over. What are you doing with Hummel? I mean, he's my bro, but that was decidedly gay, dude. See, like, essentially, stuff like that—that that was very common within Glee. Like, like, that's okay, but like, that was so gay. And it's oh like, no, like, the? Glee is extremely, extremely homophobic. homophobic. Like, wasn't y- y- was, y- was, y- y- was it was it my first like really big um exposure to queer characters as like a child. One hundred percent. But it was really homophobic. You applaud
1: Glee for being like the first major show to showcase a gay character so openly and have it be not just like, yes, you know, him being gay was a big plot point, but also like other stuff like he was just a character and him being gay was part of that. And he went we had a lot of arcs about his gayness, but it
0: wasn't the only thing. But it um, wasn't, like, it wasn't arcs where it's, like, I need to accept that I'm gay. It, he, it he was, was gay. Like, he had no issue he was with gay. being gay. And, and, like, that
1: was, like, the first time we really saw that on major television. Like, and that's yeah. why the show almost got canceled, like,
0: 10 billion times before it actually did. And um, then also, like, first time seeing, like, characters who were, like, like one character who's a lesbian, a character who's bi like all of this different stuff, like I haven't seen that as like a kid, you know what I mean like right. I knew I knew like obviously I knew that like gay people existed, but like I just never saw them like actually represented on television, before. obviously I knew gay people existed as a gay kid myself right? <laughs> um no, yeah.
1: but but I, yeah, I was into glee before I came out, and I definitely think that it helped open the mind of people around me, like especially living in the deep south, like you know people were a lot more okay with gays because they're like oh kurt's gay um and yeah and also like if you like if you want to look at towards the end of the show and you see all the characters who've come out and are queer or um are quote-unquote different like a minority in some way Mm -hmm. and like there's so their argument was always like people are like that's not realistic like there's not gonna be that many like you know queer people in a group and i'm like
0: Honestly, in, we, um, like, at you, the end, represent my high
1: school friend group.
0: I was going to say, have you ever stepped into, a, like, a fucking choir room? Like, truly. But the thing is, like, that, like, like it's truly. not even like we were theater kids, right? Like, there was maybe um, one theater was, kid in my friend I group. I was a theater kid.
1: <laughs> I was the closest we had to a theater kid because I did tech for a semester, you know? Like, we, it, it wasn't, like, we weren't, like, the stereotypical, like, gay Tumblr kids, right? Like, we were just a friend group, but, like, we all happened to be
0: queer except
1: for a couple Oh, my people, God, no.
0: It's, it's and, really funny yeah. how, like so like so many people like from like like within my friend group within high school have either like like come out as queer or also been like you know what like I'm kind of like questioning it you know am I entire I don't really think I'm entirely straight but I definitely do lean that way and it's kind of interesting really seeing that where it's like it's like we almost were drawn together before we even knew we were all I feel like like there's some study about
1: pheromones or something like gay people genuinely do attract to each other I remember that study (laughs) coming out when we were in high school and my friend Sarah so so we had like we we would literally count like each year how many straight people we had in our friend group right so I think the most we had at one point was like three or four and Sarah was one of these people and she'd be like you know I'm not gay the girls are pretty and she's like I'm it's not gay like... if I was gay I'd be like one percent gay right and and she she's fully bi now <laughs> she is as, as a bi woman
0: now so it's I just like think it's, funny. It's, it's funny where it's like yeah they're like it, it's so unrealistic that there'd be that many gay people in a friend group but I'm like gay people are just friends with other gay people exactly. you know what i mean like that's just what it is so like it's entirely realistic You're gonna that a to like, of a friend out
1: would be gay like seeks like you know like if yeah if, i'm gonna like i seek out jews all the time because i'm like i want to be friends with people who relate to my like growing up and my experience and it's that's also it's also
0: like a safety thing you yes. know what i mean Definitely. where it's like you never know where it's like oh if i'm like trying to make a new friend like there's someone who's straight and there's someone who's gay, like, it's harder for me to, like, kind of feel out whether or not, like... You have to really feel out that, like, straight person first where you're like, am I... Is it safe for me to come out to them? Even if it's technically safe for me to come out to them, like, how will they, like, actually react to it? Will they be cool about it or will they be weird about it? Will they see me in a different way? Will they still want to be friends with me? But the other person who's gay, like, I feel so much more com- like comfortable coming out to them and being like, okay, this is someone who I can be friends with. Definitely. Because, like, I know... Well, obviously, every single gay person has prejudices and stereotypes and, like, everything like that. No one's perfect. But I feel so much more safe and the likelihood of them accepting me is so much higher than the straight person, in my opinion. Definitely. And I know this
1: isn't, like, only Deep South. Like, you know, prejudice exists everywhere. But especially in the Deep South where it was, like more likely that every other person that i knew what that it wasn't like openly queer would judge me and i did have that several times where i lost friendships because i came out to them or they Mm -hmm. found out and they were like that's gross you know and they didn't want to be my friend anymore that happened way too often so like by having this circle of like gay people i knew like a gaggle of gays as i would call them like you know i knew i could count on them to be my friends
0: okay yeah. sorry we 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 got a little uh um, philosophical there glee, glee did a lot for
1: us as children yes. okay oh my god i can't believe that's um, where this conversation started um yeah okay uh, something about um that was decidedly gay gay dude
0: i know isn't he dreamy dreamy he's a fucking guy hello
1: are you not <laughs> finn hudson he of <laughs> i can't decide between two girls
0: it's so fucking funny because this is so in character. Yes. Like, oh yes. my gosh. Puck's head swam. It was like the whole world was turning upside down. I don't know. I just, like, I woke up today and I, Curtis just so cute, you know? No, I don't know. Hey, you want to? No. Uh, Puck growled. I do not want to go shopping this weekend
1: or whatever other gay thing you've come up with.
0: Very, very Puck, once again. Homophobic, but very Puck. Yes. Oh, um, He watched as Hummel stopped in the hall, laying a familiar hand on a jock's arm, Krofsky. Oh, God. Who, um, if you guys haven't watched the show, he is, like, one of the characters... He He's is the character the bully we were talking about. Yeah, the gay bully. Yeah. And chatting at him amicably, Krofsky smiled back back like he hadn't been bullying Hummel all year. And so this is also, like, even when, like, Krofsky comes out to, like... Kurt, he like kind of keeps bullying him, which does, is like because up. the way he comes out to Kurt though, is by assaulting him. He literally, like, yeah, kisses
1: Kurt, and Kurt's like, and like just thinks that he'll go along with it. And Kurt's like, what the fuck? Like, fuck, you like you can't, you can't, you can't do, do that. that. And Croftsky like doesn't understand. He's like, but I'm gay. You're gay, so you know you have to like like me. Like, and Kurt's like, you know, like I'm still, I still have, like, I can still pick who I like just because I'm gay. Yeah, and I'm limited, you know, and and it's like it's that, like.
0: All the straight friends, where it's like, oh, you're gay. I know a gay person. Yes. You like love them. Like, exactly. You like, you guys should date. And it's like, well, what do they look like? Like, but because be... of that, that's why
1: uh, Karofsky keeps bu- uh, bullying Kurt yeah. because Kurt because... rejects
0: him. Yeah.
1: Fucked up times.
0: It's very fucked, fucked up, up times. In, It's
1: actually, in my opinion, one of the most fucked up storylines we ever
0: saw. On the I agree. Television. Uh, what kind of un- insane world was this? Puck pinched himself, but he didn't wake up. I'm going to say, do you want to play Halo? I was going to say, do you want to play Halo? But fine, be that way. I don't want to be around you and your homophobia. Finn stopped away. Vanessa, don't be that way. Puck calls after him and Finn just walked faster. Smooth. Quinn commented as she walked by, smiling. She gave Santana a little uh, girl wave and Santana actually returned it. Puck (laughs) hurried to catch up with her. Do you know what's going on? i'll keep reading for on. her if you want yeah oh you want yeah you yeah, can keep reading for, for her yeah. going on
1: with finn and hummel nothing is going on they're stepbrothers and they take that very seriously although don't you think they would look
0: hot kissing no i do not <laughs> i agree puck <laughs> that'd be fucking weird um quinn shrugged walking up to britney she said you want to ditch fifth period and go make out under the bleachers Santa says that she'd rather I not do that anymore. She says if she catches me doing that again, she's going to have to going to get me a tattoo on my forehead that says "Property of Satan." But I don't want to be property of Satan because then I can't get into heaven and be a unicorn with wings like Swiftwin. He has pretty rainbow wings. And- I love the Shira reference. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn nodded along, good naturedly. Hey
1: Santana, can I make out with your girlfriend?
0: Get your own damn girlfriend, Santana called back. With a heavy sigh, Quinn turned back to Brittany. You're right. I won't do anything that stops you from being a winged unicorn. Brittany jumped up and down with joy, clapping her hands. I really want to be a unicorn, but I don't want Voldemort to drink my blood. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll stop him. (laughs) She gave Brittany one of those damn air kisses and moved off down the hall. What do you think?
1: Think Tina would date me? She asked Puck. When did you turn gay? That sounds so
0: ugly quinn complained i just you know no i don't know she shrugged and walked away intent on getting to her fifth okay, period class but i could easily picture like this being an episode like so it's somebody's favorite dream this, yeah the fucked up part is this gonna 100 be a part of glee and i wouldn't bat an eye this could <laughs> be like so a lost funny.
1: episode and i would believe it A hundred percent. Oh,
0: that's our episode titled The Lost Glee Episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Rachel hunted him down after school and dragged him into the empty choir room. It was Monday, so there was no glee practice today. What did Quinn say to you? She demanded. Some pretty fucked up stuff. Did she say she... Rachel twirled her hair and did a little shimmy of her hips that she liked me perhaps not you too backing away puck ran for it something was happening he didn't know what and he was starting to think that he didn't want to find out the world wasn't just turning upside down he was in kansas or oz or something whatever it was looking down the hall he saw hummel walking away with his arms around sam and sam's arm around him god they had their hands in each other's back pockets stopping at finn's locker again hummel um fairly shoved Sam at his brother, stumbling into one another. The two boys laughed, their nose rubbing against um against one another. Hummel clapped his hands giddy with delight. i also i could totally imagine Kurt is like the best matchmaker, I feel yes. he's like the best wingman first of all, yes, and, um otherwise of this um spotting Puck, he ran into him. Did you see? I am totally cupid, right? Sam and Finn tentatively kissed, and Hummel squealed with delight. Did you see? Grabbing Puck's arm, he squealed even harder, jumping up and down. It's like everyone I touch turns gay. (laughs) Puck ripped his arm away. Kurt huffed at him. It's not actually. I mean, people can't catch the gay. He told him with big air quotes you're such a neanderthal okay, but like he a- literally <laughs> says that like i'm 90 sure that that is a direct rip from the show like
1: i am so positive he said like you can't some people shit. can't touch the gay you're a
0: neanderthal like he definitely yeah. said that at some point it's this it's so fucked up how in character this fucking <laughs> fic is with a toss of his head kurt stalks off puck rushed off to scrub whatever kurt had on had off his arm obviously it didn't help because the next day leaning against his locker he couldn't pull his (laughs) eyes away from Kurt's ass (laughs) tight ass bouncing down the hallway (laughs) Sam settled against the locker next to him I know right if I wasn't in love I'd totally be after that some lucky guy is going to shut up (laughs) Puck <laughs> pulled away frustrated with himself stomping down the hallway on his way to english he growls at a few freshmen it didn't make him feel better the way it usually did perhaps sleeping through some oscar Wilde would instead he found himself reading the biographical information at the back of the book fascinated which is funny because oscar wilde is gay yes um bounding <laughs> up to the desk at the end of the period he grins at Miss- M- mrs haversham he was gay the dude was totally gay Indeed he was, Mr. Puckerman. Is there something you need? I mean, it just must have been so hard on the dude, right? Certainly. It was legal in his time. That so sucks. Mrs. Haversham smiled at him. Perhaps you'd like to do a report on Mr. Wilde for the class? I'll give you extra credit. Totally. Thanks, Mrs. H. Puck gave gave the bemused woman a fist bump and then made his way over to his locker. Along along the way, he saw a boy and girl- A boy-and-boy and 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 girl-and-girl engaged in various forms of flirtation, from simple smiles to heavy lip locks. Kurt was at his locker and Puck changed his trajectory. "'Dude, did you know Oscar Wilde was, like,
1: gay?' "'I did, actually. I think you're turning the whole school gay with your gay magic.' "'Puck!' Kurt slammed his locker closed. "'I was just kidding! There is no gay to catch!' Well, I'm gay now, and I totally wasn't before. So there must be. Kurt slammed, slapped his hand over his mouth. Oh no! Stop! Stop! I'm literally picturing him going like, "Oh
0: no! Like, oh it's no!" Just, it's dramatic, like the tears flowing up, it like the lip quiver, and, like, like, like but like also the the like camera zooming right in, like the oh, yeah, oh, and, no. and like his face flushing, like you can picture it so clearly. It's so good. What? This is my fault. He looked around to make sure no one they knew was close, oh, and God. then stepped um, well into ri- Puckerman's- wait, 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 Before you keep talking, let's quick trigger warning. Um, like oh, my gosh. Like, a mention
1: of sexual assault words in the next, yes. like, ten seconds. Oh,
0: so- my gosh. I didn't see that, but thank yes. you. Um, this is my fault, Noah. I wished on a start that all of Lima would be gay so they would, you know, understand. He looked so distressed. Puck just wanted to kiss all the sadness away, which he leaned in to do, but Kurt stopped him. I can't do this, Noah. It'd be rape it's not rape can't rape the willing dude which also i think is of uh, i mean mentioning is it's like good because like yeah it's like he's like i no one is like they aren't it's not, willingly it's not gay. actual yeah yeah it's not actual but it's like they're not yes. willingly gay but you know but i i look if you did do this thing which i actually think
1: you did so let's say you did then there's no one doing it dude i mean how could you But even if you could, I wouldn't want you to. When I was straight dude, I was a total man whore. Now I just want to be your whore.
0: (laughs) Kurt stared at him for a moment, licked his lips, starting to say something, then uh, stared some more. Finally said, I am flattered and I think I will take you up on that without the me being a pimp implications. Puck laughed and dragged Kurt closer, kissing him because, hey, being gay was working out just fine. And then cue the um the alarm going off and whatever character's fever dream this was, puck, like
1: puck waking up. This is puck's nightmare. And then him
0: waking up be like, <gasps> and, <he's> like
1: <laughs> and then he goes beats and beats up Kurt because he's like, "Fuck you, you made me gay." And Kurt's like, okay, "What the fuck? fuck? Like, I fuck can't... are you
0: talking?" <laughs> he's like, and "What he calls is him a what Neanderthal is wrong with...
1: And you know all that. Oh my gosh! That's... And then there's a whole thing where everyone's puck's like the whole episode is dedicated to puck realizing like, maybe I am gay and then deciding no I hate gay people and going
0: back to being homophobic. Homophobic. <laughs> uh, classically, uh, I gross. really can't get over how that just felt like a glee episode. It did.
1: It, that's, like, that's why we keep saying it. Like it, that is a glee episode. You guys agree, right? Um, yeah. I don't hope. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Um, I don't think I will necessarily read this trope because. Um, do I do I like read tropes about characters that are canonically straight or just seemingly straight within their media being gay? One hundred percent. But I just wanna read it where they're already gay and no magic has to happen for I them to be gay. I Don't typically read crackfics anymore. I was really into crackfics when
1: I was younger. Um now they're not as humorous to me, so like it's not my go to for if I want like comedic value. Um, so I probably won't read it, but this was enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> to go through with you yes, um, I, I
0: enjoy reading crack fix on the show yeah not exactly i love with friends, friends, anymore but
1: like on my own not so much
0: yeah i 100 agree
1: um so liz where can we find you on social media
0: you can find me on instagram twitter twitch and tiktok at lazilyliz. liz where can we find you
1: gabs you can find me on instagram twitter twitch and tiktok at flighty the nerd where can we find more about the show
0: You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast for Trope's Battle for Dominance. If you need to email us for any reason, like a good Maze Runner fix or Twilight fix or just comments or suggestions or whatever about the show, email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.